welcome to chat with us. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Lauren. We're so excited to share conversations, stories, and an in-depth perspective of United Way's commitment to the Valley. Today, we are joined by two amazing Women United members, Dorinda Weaver and Deanne Huff. Dorinda recently retired from TSIS, a global payments company, as their executive vice president and chief accounting officer after 36 years. And Deanne is the manager of claims compliance at AFLAC. Welcome, ladies. Thank you for having Thank us. Of course, we are so happy to have y'all here. November is usually our month for Power of the Purse, but we all know uh, that has gotten pushed, or maybe you didn't know, it is now going to be taking place in the first quarter of the new year, so be on the lookout for a new date, but we still wanted to take this time to dive in to get to know some Women United members and what it's all about, so if y'all will start by just telling us a little bit about yourselves. I don't mind starting. Thank you again for having me. I'm excited just to have a conversation with you all. It's always great to meet new people um, and see new faces. I am a um, claims compliance manager at AFLAC. I've been there about 24 years. Um, I'm also a certified behavioral coach through the Aubrey Daniel Institute. I enjoy leading and working with people and sincerely feel my passion is um, helping those that um, do not necessarily have the resources to always help themselves or um, can be that voice to fill in some of those gaps. I'm also the co-founder of um, Columbus's newest ice cream shop, Fun Days Columbus. We just opened October the 23rd, so we're excited to bring a little fun and activity to this area for our kids and kids at heart. Ooh, fun. <laughs> yep, and I'm obviously introduced me and I'm retired, which is my latest news. Um, actually, just a few weeks ago, I retired after 36 years. And so I was responsible for accounting and tax worldwide. Um, my husband, Lamar, and I just celebrated our 30th wedding anniversary. And we have two daughters, um, Jessica and Sydney, and we have one grandson, 10-year-old Peyton, and we have a grandbaby, a little girl on the way. So we're super excited about that. And I enjoy sports of all kinds, played a lot in college. And I just love, um, love relaxing at the beach as well. So that's me. Well, it sounds like you are going to get a lot of beach relaxation now that you are retired, Brenda. So congratulations on that. The reason we invited both of you ladies here is what you have in common is you are both great Women United members. Um, and so we want to hear a little bit about that story for each of you. You know, what inspired you to join Women United and maybe even sharing some of your favorite moments or experiences with us. Um, either one of you can start. Yeah, so I'll jump in on that one because actually I've been a part of Women United since before it was formed, um, about 11 years ago, Becky Fletcher and Helen Johnson approached me with an idea of forming a women's leadership group of women helping women. And so we met and brainstormed and called in local agencies to help us to really identify specific needs. And what we found, the number one greatest need was for undergarments. You know, something so basic. 
And so that's where our original theme for Power of the Purse um, originated. That's where it came from. And that was 10 years ago. And our theme was Wear One, Bring One. And we still use it today. Lots of fun, powerful message, um, but gets the point across. So I've been involved with um, Women United for a lot of years. And although I was the founding chair, I believe it was Becky and Helen's um, idea that really all started. Awesome. We are so grateful, Dorinda, that you were a founding member. Mm -hmm. I don't know that it would have taken off quite as successfully if you hadn't been involved. So thank you for that. How about you, Deanne? What got you involved in Women United and some cool memories you have? Yeah, it's so interesting, Dorinda. I didn't know that fact, um, mm -hmm. but it was the power of the purse. One of my colleagues invited me to um, the event. I had gone before, but invited me to the event probably in 2016 and started to share with me um, a lot of the activities that the United Women's United Group supported, and it really aligned my core values. My plate was already full, I will not lie, but it aligned with my core values and my life work, and I felt like it was something that I really wanted to be a part of. So I've been in, engaged since about 2016, 2017. I am a first-generation college grad. I'm a first-generation homeowner. Uh, many of the organizations that we support um, I, you know, have been connected to uh, as a child. Girls Incorporated, a lot of the organizations that we pour into are um, near and dear to my heart. So it just made sense. And I enjoy every moment of it. Well, wow, that's powerful. Thank you, Deanne, for sharing that. Yeah. Uh, that that's so touch. I will tell you, yeah, a really special moment. I'm so glad that you shared that, Deanne, because um, one of my most memorable times with our very first Power of the Purse and just being up on the stage and seeing this rainbow of women in pink throughout the room. And then, of course, on the front of the stage, lined up from side to side, we had these really colorful, you know, bright gift bags that were full of undergarments. And it's just to see the response and the generosity of the hundreds of women helping women, it was just so humbling. Yes. So that was really a special moment for me. Yeah, it still it still gives me chills every year. <laughs> it is such a great event. Uh, before I started at United Way, I was a Women United member um, and served on their advisory board and you know pretty much any volunteer role I could get my hands on. So. Um, it's amazing ladies like y'all that make it all worth it and make it work for, and, you know, we have amazing girls and women in our community that benefit from y'all working so hard to get. And who knew that undergarments would have been a major need? I had no idea before I started working at United Way that that was something that was in dire need of, of uh, resources for, and how wonderful as professional ladies to share that um, they you know that resource that support for other professional women or women that are trying to uh, find find support for themselves amazing and necessary right exactly necessary gives you such confidence and yeah. feel so so much better about yourself so you know you both have such successful careers and your experience and leadership 
just so inspiring. What are some things you've learned along the way that could help others? I mean, your experience is just so incredibly valuable. What advice can you share with us? I'll go. I don't and- mind. <laughs> I'm sorry. Were you speaking, Doranda? No, you go ahead. I said, you're the oh. counselor. You go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I don't know uh, about that and work yet. Um, I think the important um an important piece of advice that I always tell people that I I mentor and speak with is always um, realize we cannot do it all in one day. This is especially important now um, more than ever since the pandemic. Try to focus on what's most important and deprioritize and, um, you know, delegate when possible so that we're able to create that balance. Another piece of advice that I believe is important in any professional or um, personal relationship is to build relationships. And uh, it's simple, you know, it sounds simple, but um, oftentimes we forget how important it is. Build relationships and treat everyone. And when I say everyone, I I mean everyone in all caps. Treat everyone with care and respect. Uh, Treat the CEO just as you treat uh, the janitor. Um, I believe social graces will carry you further than any degree, any affiliation um, that you may have. So really take the time to build those relationships and be kind and respectful to everyone um, in the room. I would say, too, um, my advice would be to not be too tough on yourself and enjoy the journey. You know, we're going to make mistakes as we try to achieve all the goals that we set for ourselves, whether they're uh, professional or personal. And, um, you know, we all know this because we know as women, we want it all and we want it right now. (laughs) So we need to, uh, I think, just kind of pace ourselves and, you know, be kind to ourselves and also sensitive to the impact that your personal drive can have on your family and, you know, really just others that are close to you. So, and I echo Deanne's um, advice too about building relationships, extremely important. Yeah. That's amazing advice. I love it. I think it's so true to build those relationships. And then Dorinda, I had considered how, yes, how your, drive affects everyone around you. Um, So for me, though, I find balance is really difficult. So balancing work and is that is that really what you call it is balance? (laughs) What do you think? How do you take care of yourself? Yeah. For me, I um, I realize we can't give from an empty tank and I know what it feels like to be on autopilot to um, give from a space that's not giving to me, if that makes sense. So I I try to keep that in mind. And just as those things, whatever the priorities are at that time are important, um, it's important that we honor ourselves. I treat that with the same level of importance. Um, And so I, I build in for my lunch, I take my lunch breaks. I take breaks away from the computer, even if it's walking to the mailbox or walking outside or doing yoga for about 15 minutes. I schedule that time in because it's just as important for me to honor myself and pour into myself as the priorities that are on my list for that day. So um, you have to 
treat and honor yourself with the same level of respect that you're doing those other things, if that makes sense, to create the balance. No one's just going to poof, give it to you. You've got to create it for yourself. So hard, you know, working at home. Um, yeah. We were talking about, about that, you know, before we started recording. And, you know, you don't really think about it because when you're at the office, you're up, you're walking around, yeah. you're talking to other people. Mm-hmm. When you're home, you're kind of, I mean, you might walk to the kitchen and back. You know? yeah. So getting up yeah. for that minutes and focusing on moving your body um, and taking yeah. care of yourself during the day is so great. And being intentional with it. Yeah, because I believe that um, you can achieve a healthy balance, but I don't think there's really a perfect balance. It's like a constant rebalancing, right? Yes. You adjust. And, um, but I like the advice too about taking care of yourself first, right? Filling your own tank. And because I know I probably didn't do a good job of that over the years, but now that I'm retired, I can tell you I've got it all figured out. You sleep in in the mornings and you go to the beach often. Yes. That sounds pretty amazing. I'd be good with that. That is the life. That's the life. Wouldn't that be awesome if we were recording this from the beach, Dorinda? We could all just meet at Weir House. How about that? Yes. Yes. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I like that idea of first taking care of yourself. I think that's really, really important, but also giving yourself a break. I think you mentioned that, Dorinda, just giving yourself some freedom to say, I'm not going to balance it perfectly, but I'm, I am mm-hmm. trying. And I, I, mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Yes. We're talking about that balance of life. Um, and we're obviously sitting here talking to two amazing women. Um, so we are wanting to look at, you know, how do y'all think that we can be more inclusive of women leaders in the workplace. And obviously sometimes with women leaders comes families, um, motherhood. So how do we include mothers in the workforce in a better way as well? Yeah, I think we've made some good progress with including women leaders, but we've we've got a long way to go. I think one of the things we can kind of focus or shine a light, a light on is just the win-win that occurs. So, for example, I know for me, you know, when you use your business skills to help a local nonprofit or, you know, whatever organization you're working with, when you give of those skills, in turn, that volunteer experience, it really helps you to develop leadership skills that are going to enhance your career as well. And so, you know, I think it's a real win-win and maybe we should think about it that way, Um, you know, for a lot of us that are just um, maybe too focused on our careers at points. And then, of course, you also mentioned mothers. And so, you know, especially those with young children, I think, you know, if we can come up with a way to tie some kid-friendly events Mm -hmm. to those things, I think that would be helpful. And, um, you know, probably during the lunchtime. Because after hours, you know, you're getting kids, the evenings are crazy. So, yeah, I think just to be conscious of it and continue to think of ways that we can um, continue to do better. I love what you said. And um, 
I would just echo everything you just said, Dorinda, because, you know, it's inclusive, inclusivity. It's not just about being present, but really being, including the folks that, including them on the decisions, including them on the process, including them on the planning, everything that you just mentioned, you know, events that involve kids, you wouldn't necessarily get those kinds of comments and suggestions from people who don't have children, from mothers or, you know, people who aren't affected in that way. So really um, include uh, mothers, include young adults, you know, young women, um, let's find out how we can be uh, more intentional in our mentoring. And, and it doesn't have to be women, you know, uh, mine, I have a network of mentors and they're not people who look like me or who has the same background that I have, but that's how we grow. And I think that's what it takes um, for our young women in the community community to grow um, and being included, if that makes sense. Does it, does it make having a family easier now that we are doing a lot of things remotely or do you think that adds more stress I, I've we've talked about this a lot I think Lindsay and I and then Dion we had a little conversation earlier about it we're all home or a lot of us are home still or have been home it made it made it easier on me to help my sister and her children my my boys are older, but what do you think? You think it's been easier or harder on on our our women leaders? I think it depends on who you ask and when. <laughs> um, I definitely think there's a component of complexity complexity because you're doing more than you had to do before. You're you know you have mothers who had to maintain an eight hour work schedule as well as virtually teach. Um, second and third graders, yeah. mind you, teachers, they go to school for four years and have a degree in education and they have resources available to help them navigate the flow of a, of a school day. Parents weren't privy to all of that. It kind of just fell into their laps and they had to adapt and adjust pretty quickly um, if they wanted their kid to be successful. So I definitely think there's a degree of complexity um, that it came with. But in terms of connecting and, and being able to spend more time with your loved ones, I do think that was a benefit. Um, and I think that's important and necessary too. So it's kind of, you have to look at it as a glass half empty or, or half full. It depends on when you ask that question and to whom. I would yes. definitely say I was not envious of all of those young mothers uh, at the start of quarantine. I, okay. I, February, but I will definitely say I enjoyed not having kids that first year yeah. as I'm watching my coworkers trying to wrangle their four-year-old um, and also work a full day and be on meetings, yeah. things and like keep that. Production at work, you know, still maintain your production okay. at work. Their, right. their work structure changed too. Mm -hmm. Any mm -hmm. stay-at-home parent right. during that time, hats off to them. Yeah, and I think to remember that we're you know, we're in different seasons of our life, right, as women. So I think back to those days when, you know, we had a newborn and a toddler, and you're trying to juggle all of those things. And as much as I traveled and, you know, internationally, so it's not like I could get home quickly. So you really, those things that you think about, I think about that throughout the years. And of course, now where we're empty nesters, except for all the dogs. 
and, um, you know, with grandchildren. So, you know, women's needs change as well. I love what you said about seasons that really touches home with me. So thank you for bringing that up. Uh, With that said, though, there are plenty of ladies out there that are starting their careers. So what would you say to someone just starting out? What kind of advice would you give them? I would say don't undervalue the other experiences that you have. And for example, you know, I played college sports. So I played uh, volleyball, tennis, and softball in college. And those things that you learn, whether you played in college or just recreation, you know, like the things that you learn from being a part of a team, you will carry with you throughout your life. And hopefully you'll use those things um, in your career. So, you know, don't undervalue the the things outside of uh, our academic um, learnings. So I like that. I wrote that down, Dorinda. I like that. I like that. And um, just to add to that, I would say um, really celebrate the small wins too. I think so often when we're young in our career, we we're always looking at the next level and trying to get to where we ultimately want to be, but celebrate your incremental steps, your incremental wins that you make along the way, um, accomplishments. Don't, um, don't take that for granted. Um, as well, I think it's important that you always have to remember to, um, you're going to fall along the way, along the journey. So if you fall, just get back up. If you fall seven times, get up eight times. That's a part of the process. And, and sometimes we just have to trust the process. Um, someone told me a long time ago, rock bottom can be your greatest luncheon pad. And so I always keep that in mind when I feel like I'm at a low point or I've hit not necessarily rock bottom or rock bottom, that's when my biggest blessing is on the other other side. So keep that in mind. Great advice. Wonderful advice. Thank you both for sharing. It has been so wonderful, Deanne and Dorenda, to get to talk to y'all today. Um, Thank you for sharing your insight. It has been really, really amazing getting to know each of you better and learning from each of you. So I want to say thank you for taking the time to chat with us. Thank you for having us. I've learned some great yep. things and taken some nuggets away myself. So thank you for setting up this I can't wait to hear you again on another chat. You're really Same. good. Thank you. Oh, you too. This has been really a pleasure. Thank you all. Hey, everyone. To catch a previous episode or for more information about United Way, visit unitedwayofthecv.org. Thanks for listening. We're so glad you're here to chat with us.